know you can't feel this pain. You can't feel my pain. What I had to go Don't try to figure it out. Here's my testimony. I've been through too much. Mm. Yes. My God. <laughs> yes. I've been through too much. Yes. <laughs> Have I got a witness out there? You've been through? Mm, he's been too good to not worship him. <laughs> Every day, brand new mercy. My God. Yeah, yeah. Not to worship. Oh, let's take that up a little higher. Oh, I've been, been. Good evening, my brothers and sisters in Christ. This is the day that the Lord has made. We are rejoicing and we are exceedingly glad. The song says, I've been through too much not to worship uh, the Lord. Amen. For those of you who have been through anything, uh, you ought to not let anything stop you from worshiping God. You know, God has been on your side. God has been walking with you. And certainly we give God glory, honor and praise uh, to be able to come together and, and share in this venue and in this virtual setting, uh, my brothers and sisters, I count it a joy and a privilege uh, to be able to come and share with you. Let's see who we have in the room on tonight. Linda Stewart is here in the counted for. God bless you, Sister Stewart. Betty Palmer is watching. God bless you, Sister Palmer. Kayla Williams is with us. God bless you. Good to see you, Sister Williams. Loretta Epps, God bless you. You and Brother Epps, amen. Clara Roberts is here. God bless you. You all are coming in the room. Amen. Thank you all for being here. Nancy Roselle. God bless you, Sister Roselle. David Stevenson. 
Hello, sir. We are looking forward to the fall session. Amen. We're going to be we're going to be in Hattiesburg. I want you, brothers and sisters, I want you to be praying uh, for our fall session uh, for our General Missionary Baptist State Convention. It starts next week, uh, Monday and Tuesday of next week. And so be in prayer for us that we will have a great session. Cornelius Adams is in the room. God bless you. Good to see you, Brother Adams. Josephine Bronson is in the room. God bless you, Sister Bronson. Mandy White is here. Amen. Good to see all of you. Aggie Duvall is here and watching, watching with anticipation as we get into the Word of God on tonight. Uh, anybody, anybody blessed and know that you're blessed, go ahead and wave your hand. Anybody blessed and know that you're blessed. Amen. You ought to thank God. Uh, for the wonderful blessings. Peggy Howard is with us on tonight. God bless you. Dolores Curry. Amen. You all are in the house tonight. Amen. Amen. Y'all must be ready for, for some Bible study. Amen. Amen. Listen, yeah, I do want you to be in prayer uh, for our, our session again. Uh, General Missionary Baptist State Convention is meeting next week. And it is, listen, you all, this is my first session. This is my first time to uh, moderate the first session as president. Uh, of our convention. And so I want you to be praying for us that uh, that all will go well next week. We're meeting in Hattiesburg with the uh, West Point uh, Baptist Church. Uh, we've got a, a, a busy uh, day and a half of, of, of session activity. Uh, we have a special guest coming from uh, Dallas, Texas, Reverend Dr. Freddie Haynes uh, from the Friendship West Baptist Church in Dallas, Texas is going to be our special guest and lecturer. Uh, so you all be in prayer for, for us that we will have a successful session uh, on next week. It's going to be a great grand time. Amen. Going to be a great time. And we're claiming that. Uh, we're claiming that as we as we uh, continue to move forward, advancing the kingdom of God through our convention. Listen, I also want you to uh, be in prayer for our Sunday school, our Sunday school here at Cade. Uh, we are going through what we call reimagine sessions. Uh, and this coming Sunday, this coming Sunday, it's starting at 1 p.m., uh, our children's department uh, is going to have, re thank you, Reimagining Sunday School and Me, uh, Reimagining Sunday School and Me. And so we want our children uh, to be a part of that, to come out, food, games, prizes, uh, all take place this Sunday, beginning at 1 p.m. Listen, we are reimagining what Sunday school is, how Sunday school uh, can take place. Uh, and and I'm going to just throw this out here. Don't be surprised if Sunday school doesn't meet on Sunday. I'm just throwing that out there. Just throwing that out there. We hadn't made any decisions on that. But but this is all a part of reimagining. We, we, we're saying, we you know what, we don't have to be uh, stuck in the same old box, uh, but we can do things differently. We can reimagine uh, how we how we deliver content. We can reimagine when we meet and how we meet and where we meet. Uh, and what we do when we meet. And so be a part of that. If you have a child, uh, part of our Sunday school uh, children's department, we want your children uh, to come out this coming Sunday at one o'clock uh, after service and be a part of our reimagining Sunday school and me. Amen. 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 God bless you. Listen, you all are in the room. We got 130 uh, plus in the room tonight. And so thank you all. Go ahead and share this, share this also with your neighbors and friends um, and let them know. Uh, that you are watching as we prepare to get into the word of God on tonight. Let's pray tonight. Father in heaven, we're grateful and we're thankful to, for this time together for the study of your word and the truth of your word. We pray, oh God, your blessings as we uh, enter into this study moment. 
We pray, God, that you will direct us uh, by your Holy Spirit uh, into the truth of your word. We pray, O oh God, that as you reveal to us what your word says, uh, that we would not only get revelation uh, and understanding, but God, that we would live by that word, that the word would become flesh, that we would be doers and not hearers only, that our souls would be settled uh, in the truth of your word, that our spirits uh, would no longer be anxious, uh, but that we would uh, rest securely uh, in what your word says and live uh, by its precepts and principles. Granted, O oh God, in the mighty and the matchless name of Jesus, our Lord, our Savior, and our Christ, we do pray. Amen and amen. God bless. God bless. Listen, so uh, we are, we're in uh, November. November is the time um, of the season of thanks and thanksgiving. Uh, we're coming into the second week, and I know that um, last year was perhaps a bit different in terms of how we celebrate uh, Thanksgiving. It was probably pared down uh, in your house uh, in, in comparison to, to former years. Uh, perhaps you did not have uh, the number of people uh, visiting that you normally would have, perhaps family uh, that usually come by. Uh, and share the the, the 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 Thanksgiving table and festivities with you. Uh, perhaps that did not happen last year. And maybe, uh, hopefully, and prayerfully, uh, there will be uh, a bit more of that this year than there was last year. Uh, as we uh, return to uh, some of the things that we've uh, traditionally been able to do, believing that we are uh, approaching um, maybe not the end, but certainly uh, getting near um, getting near the, 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 I guess the climax of this pandemic hopefully uh, is over. Um, prayerfully, that is the case. But I want to talk tonight. Um, I want to talk about Thanksgiving in the way of one's soul being settled, settling of the soul through Thanksgiving. Uh, I Because I believe this. I believe that when Thanksgiving is, is biblically practiced, and it's not just um, a holiday that we celebrate, but rather it is a lifestyle that we experience when Thanksgiving becomes a part of our daily experience rather than uh, a seasonal expression, I believe that it will lead to the settling of our souls. Go with me to the book of Philippians. Book of Philippians, and I, I I may not I may not hold you the whole time tonight, and uh, uh, forgive me if if uh, if 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 uh, if we get out a little bit earlier than normal. But Philippians chapter four, Philippians chapter four, 
uh, beginning at verse 4. Philippians 4, beginning at verse 4. You'll find these words. And I'm going to be reading from, let's see. Uh, well, let me change my version here. Well, I'll read, I'll read from the Christian Standard Bible tonight. Um, but but whatever version you have, don't don't worry about switching up. Um, it says this: Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again: Rejoice. Let your graciousness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. <laughs> don't worry about anything. But in everything, through prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. I, I want to. I want to I want to concentrate on six and seven again. Six says this: Don't worry about anything, but in everything through prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Here's here's what I want to here's what I believe this this passage is telling us. And I believe the Holy Spirit is leading us to understanding that thanksgiving is in fact a solution to anxiety to worry, to let me let me let me say this to also complaining. Thanksgiving is a solution to and 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 Thanksgiving works in such a way that when we practice it regularly, that it helps to guard us from anxiety, from worry, and certainly from complaining. There, there is probably, there's probably no better um, example of complaint and grumbling in all of the scripture than in the Old Testament when the children of Israel, when the Hebrew, the newly freed Hebrew slaves, ex-slaves, newly freed. Um, it's in the book of Numbers, chapter 11, where they have, uh, they have been freed from Egyptian bondage. They are in the wilderness. Moses is leading them. 
But in this passage, you see them beginning to complain. I think the Bible uses the term murmur. Another passage says to grumble. And uh, let me, let's see. Numbers chapter 11. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling up on, on mine because I, I made a few notes here. Numbers chapter 11 says, verse 1, And when the people complained, it displeased the Lord. I mean, <laughs> there's a sermon right there. And when the people complained, it displeased the Lord. Did you... Did you understand that complaining not only not only hurts you but it causes God grief it displeased the Lord and the Lord heard it and his anger was kindled and the fire of the Lord burned against among them and consumed them that were in the uttermost parts of the camp they were complaining. Here they are, freed from 400 years of enslavement. But they're complaining and they're crying because if you look at verse 5, you'll see why they're complaining. Well, verse 4, let's start at verse 4. It says, and the mixed multitude that was among them fell a lusting, and the children of Israel also wept again and said, Who shall give us flesh to eat? We remember the fish which we did eat in Egypt freely, the cucumbers and the melons and the leeks and the onions and the garlic. But now our soul is dried away. There's nothing at all besides this manna before our eyes. And the manna was as coriander seed, and the color thereof was the color of delum. And the people went about and gathered it and ground it in meals and beat it in the mortar and baked it in pans and made cakes of it, and the taste of it was the taste of fresh oil. And when the food, when the dew fell upon the camp in the night, the manna fell upon it. I, I want you to, I want you to see what's happening here. These newly freed Hebrews, 400 years of slavery, of, of working for some other nation, these 400 years where, where, where they are property of another nation, they're freed. God is providing for them manna, bread falling out of heaven. Each and every morning when they awaken, there is new bread from heaven that is on the ground in, in the wilderness. Right? So God is providing for them food, sustenance in the wilderness. But they're complaining because they remember 
that they had fish, they had vegetables, they had manna, or they had melons in Egypt. And they are beginning to romanticize their bondage because they're looking at what they have and comparing it to what they had, at least from a food perspective. And because they had a variety of food, they're beginning to long for their days of bondage and enslavement because at least they had a variety of food. There's a lot of preaching in that, but, but let me just say this. Um, don't, don't let, don't let the variety cause you to, to squander the deliverance that God has provided. So here, here, here's what happens oftentimes. We get freed from something or we, we, we've prayed to the Lord, Lord, uh, deliver me from this, Lord, uh, uh, open up this door, Lord, please make this happen. God opens up that door. God delivers you from that um, and, and, and brings you to a new place, gives you a new, uh, a, a new reality. And the minute that new reality gets tough, you start remembering what you had. And it, it's, a, it's a weird, I don't want to, it, it, if you've been delivered, if you've been set free, if God has opened up a door, beloved, don't, don't look back. You need to press into what God has opened up for you. I, I, I don't know who this is for, but, but some of you, someone has been looking back at what you had and not being fully grateful and fully present with what you have. Fully grateful and fully engaged and fully present with what you have. And so they start complaining because they're comparing this bread to the fish, the meat, the melons, and the vegetables. And what happens is because they start looking back, their souls, even though they are free, 
their souls are no longer settled in their freedom. They're anxious. And it's the complaining that breeds the anxiety. They're complaining, they're comparing, they're comparing, which causes the complaining, which breeds the anxiety. And so, and so if, if we're going to counter the, the, the worry that oftentimes develops in our lives, if we're going to, to conquer the anxiety that develops and that, that creeps up into our emotional um, uh, space, then we got to understand how to practice thanksgiving because thanksgiving is the antidote to anxiety thanksgiving is the antidote to anxiety look again look again at philippians philippians 4 philippians 4 <clears throat> don't worry about anything. This uh, chapter four, verse six, don't worry about anything, but in everything through prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And what happens? What's the result? What's the outcome when you do that? When you pray with thanksgiving, when you pray and give thanks as you pray, in other words, you're not complaining while you're praying. You're thanking God while you're praying. You're making a petition, but you're also in your prayers, you're being thankful. You're recognizing what God has already done. You're not sneezing at the manna because you're comparing it to the fish. You're thankful for the manna, right? And so in Thanksgiving, as you make your request be made known unto God, what happens? The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will then guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. When I pray, when I make my petitions unto the Lord, when I'm asking God for this, when I need that and the other, but when I also in that, I, I include gratitude. I have an attitude of gratitude. I am grateful, right? And when I make my gratefulness known unto God, what happens? I, in return, receive the peace of God. And the peace of God that passes all understanding will then guard my heart and my mind in Christ. Jesus, the peace of God will guard my heart and will guard my mind in Christ Jesus. I I, I don't know what else to say, y'all. If if my soul is unsettled, if I if I am if I recognize that I'm going through life full of anxiety. I'm anxious about this. I'm anxious about that. I'm anxious about the job. I'm anxious about the promotion. I'm anxious about uh, this business opportunity. And I don't know if, if, if my retirement is, 
is if I'm going to be able to make the retirement the way I wanted to. I'm anxious about uh, my children. I'm anxious about what, whatever it is, all this, that, and the other. What this writing says, what Paul says is I need to begin practicing thanksgiving as I pray and make my petitions made known unto God that I need to be thankful in that. Because here's here's how Thanksgiving works, y'all. What Thanksgiving does is it causes you to recollect the faithfulness of God. What Thanksgiving does is it causes you to remember where God has already moved, what God has already done, how God has already blessed, what doors God has already opened, how God has already made ways for you. When you're practicing thanksgiving, you're remembering and the spirit of God is reminding you. And each instance, each remembrance causes the soul to become that much more settled. Because the God who did this, 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 suddenly you're remembering the track record, the track record of the Lord and every instance that the Lord has come through. And now, if God did this, if he did that, then what I'm asking and what I'm needing him to do right now, God is well able. And my soul becomes settled. Thanksgiving is the antidote to anxiety. When you pray, beloved, pray with thanksgiving. When you pray, pray with gratitude. Go with me to uh, Psalm, Psalm number 28. This is a Psalm of David. Psalm number 28. David says, verse number one. Unto thee will I cry, O Lord, my rock. Be not silent to me, lest if thou be silent to me, I become like them that go down into the pit. Hear the voice of my supplications when I cry unto thee, when I lift up my hands toward thy holy oracle. Draw me not away with the wicked and with the workers of iniquity, which speak peace to their neighbors, but mischief in their hearts. Give them according to their deeds and according to their wickedness. Right. Go, look at look at look at verse five. I'm sorry. Verse six. Blessed be the Lord, because he hath heard the voice of my supplications. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusteth in him and I am helped. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoiceth, And with my song will I praise the Lord. The Lord is their strength. And he is the saving strength of his anointed. Save thy people and bless thine inheritance. Feed them also and lift them up forever. This Psalm of David is a Psalm where David says, you know what? I recognize that as I go to God in prayer, that first of all, God is listening. God hears my cry. He hears my voice. I'm not, I'm not praying to an unknown God. I'm not praying to a distant God who, 
who I just hope is somewhere out there. I'm praying to a God who is with me, who is near me, and who is hearing me. And folks, that ought to settle your soul. Right? That, that, that my prayers are heard by the almighty God. Let that settle your soul. And I listen, I know, I know there's a lot going on in our world, in our city, in our community that causes and creates anxiety. The news reports day after day and night after night cause and create anxiety. Yeah, the gunshots that we hear all across the city, and it doesn't matter what neighborhood you're in, you, you hear gunshots everywhere. It causes anxiety. But here's something that will settle your soul, beloved. The almighty God hears the cry and the voice of his children. And when you call out to God, God is listening. God is with you. God hears you. I need you. You who have been worried. You who have been anxious. You who have even been complaining. I need you to rest, rest in the presence and the power of the almighty God who is with you and who hears you. I need you, to, I need, I need you. I, and I want you, I want you, your blood pressure has been up. You have been you have been losing sleep. God hears you, knows what's going on and has not left you. Let your soul and your spirit be settled. Give thanks. Let your request be made known unto God. Lord, I need you to be with me. That's a request. Lord, I need you to cover me. That's a request. Lord, I need you to keep me safe. That's a request. And as you make your request be made known unto God with thanksgiving, right? That God will then guard your heart and your mind and will keep you in perfect peace or peace that passes all understanding. Amen. 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 God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Listen, that's all I got for tonight, y'all. I told you I, I, I might be early tonight. So uh, God bless you. I want you. I want you for real. Somebody, somebody is somebody has been anxious and upset about whatever's going on. I want you to rest in that tonight, beloved. I want you to give thanks and get rest tonight and go to sleep and claim peace and claim sleep and claim rest tonight amen the god the god who hears your request will guard your heart and guard your mind and keep you in perfect peace god bless you
God bless you and God keep you as my prayer. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you tonight that you are the God, the God of all peace, the God who remains present with us, and the God who hears and receives that which comes from our heart and through our mouths. Lord, guard our mouths that we would not complain. Guard our mouths that we would not murmur, but that we would recognize, Lord, how good you have been. God, even those things that that cause concern for us, we pray that as we lift them up to you, God, that we would be reminded that you are what we need. You have what we need. You will give to us that which we need to make it in and through this life. So God, guard our hearts, guard our minds, and Lord, set a watch over our mouths that we would not grumble, murmur, or complain, but that we would give you thanks and praise for all of the good things that you bring into our lives. Grant it, God, and let it be so. In Jesus' name and for his sake, amen. And amen. God bless you all. Y'all get some rest tonight. We'll see you soon.